the fuck is up, gamers? Welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just, Just a fact. fact. Uh, my name is Josh, a.k.a. Johns McSlane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Alex, a.k.a. Cynthia Up the Butt Girl Nixon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm Zach, a.k.a. The Tomb of the Unknown Poster. <laughs> oh, God. Great. Uh, well, welcome to this week, uh, the, the end of August. September is upon us. How do you all feel about fall? Um, my birthday's in September, so I like that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the sort of like being able to wear more clothes instead of <laughs> sweating. Instead of fewer. <laughs> yeah, instead of sweating in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. Uh, looking forward to that. But autumn does remind me of like the creeping sensation of time. Of <laughs> everything is dying around me. Um, but- um, well, let's just get this out of the way now. Um, how do we feel about pumpkin spice products already being available? Um, I, I feel like people I should like chase their bliss. Spice. I guess. Yeah, it's not, and it's like I don't know. I don't know why it's fucking seasonal. It's like peppermint things. Like <laughs> they can't get the pumpkins the rest of the year. <laughs> even though, even though pumpkin you... spice is made from like point two percent, there's pumpkin. not even any fucking pumpkins in it. It's called like pumpkin spice because that's how you season pumpkins. I think people. I'm one of those people that really like seasonal things because it's like uh, a it's a little treat. Yeah, exactly. It's a treat. <laughs> it's a it's a thing that you have once a year, and that way you never get sick of it. And like you only like I'll only drink eggnog in December. Like I'll only oh I'll never drink an eggnog. Well, that's no, me neither. That's fine. But fucking eggnog, like pumpkin spice or or even like yeah like Christmas flavored things, whatever that entails. Mm -hmm. Like it's nice to. I think it like connects you to like the nostalgia of that season. Does that make any sense? It's very poetic. Thank you. It doesn't have to. Yeah, I (laughs) Um... guess I. (laughs) I like to buck tradition. I'm like I'm the type of person who. I drink iced, cold, freezing drinks, like, even in the winter, just because I like it. And I mean, I, I do that sometimes, too. I get it. I do like um, a, a spice, a spicy pumpkin, but um, I do feel like they're trying to pull a fast one on me, the brands, by uh, releasing it, like, last week of August, because, like, I don't know what it's like where you guys are, but it is 92 degrees where I am, and it feels a lot hotter, and I can't fathom drinking any hot drink, let alone a pumpkin-flavored one. Yeah, I do agree with that. I don't love the holiday creep. No, it gets, like, sooner and sooner each year, and, um, like I said, encroaching death, but... (laughs) Um, we are all pumpkin spice in the wind yeah and like i said i've said this before right now it's actually kind of there's been a cold snap in the uk so i'm not i don't really care i'm like okay it's autumn now because it's cold (laughs) well um speaking of the uh creeping approach (laughs) i was gonna say i (laughs) said it's so good and you guys got distracted oh you did what did you say i was saying well, the increasing death, and then you're like, actually, I really like pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> I'm very vapid. <laughs> well, our, our listeners girl. are in pins and needles to hear us say the words. <laughs> John McKay. Um. <laughs> 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 
Our, our listeners are on pins and needles waiting for me to mispronounce this. Only get one chance. I'm too excited. <laughs> you flash back to the 2008 election. <laughs> All right, let's clear the air right now. Yeah. Okay, yes, in 2008, I did vote for John McCain in the presidential election versus Barack Obama. But to be fair, I um, didn't... I. Didn't I was a privileged? <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, there's really no excuse. I <laughs> you probably just voted for whoever your parents have told you to vote for. Literally, I well, no, I thought I was like a like. Oh, I did my I did my own research. Like I care about politics myself because I would like. And now everyone's like gonna hate me after this, but I like actually listened to Rush Limbaugh uh, and like Sean Hannity and like their three hour radio for shows. research. Yeah, for three the hours. For well, I wouldn't listen to all three hours, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's because they just say the same thing over and over and over again. But actually, my mo- my very liberal mom listens to Rush Limbaugh just to get mad on purpose. That's a good idea. Like, I I do a lot of like reading dumb shit to make myself mad online, but I cannot imagine like doing it for that length of time. He's like, on I another like level. Yeah, he's it's it's unfathomable to me. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> I remember yeah. a point where even my conservative parents were like, "All right, he's getting too." <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. I was listening to you guys talking and realized I was thinking of Glenn Beck when you were talking about Rush Limbaugh. Oh, I mean, they were grown in the same lab. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I sort of vaguely know what you're talking about. Also, yeah, I was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> And Whoops. and in the UK, <laughs> I wasn't really like paying attention to the media circus. I mean, it really was just because he was the Republican. Like I didn't know anything about him. In fact, I specifically remember Rush Limbaugh like kind of like making fun of him and yelling about how John McCain like sarcastically calling him the Maverick. Like Republicans actually do kind of hate him because like one because of that out of every percent of the time exactly. That he votes yeah, the this party. is like. The wildest thing to me, because, okay, so I sort of knew who John, I knew who John McCain was. I obviously don't have the same context as if I were an American, but I was like, why is everyone calling him a, like a maverick and a, and a hero? And it is just because he sort of flip-flopped on occasion. Yeah. Like very yeah. occasionally. He gave a lot of lip service, but when, when the time came, he never actually really did much of anything mm-hmm. to like. Like, every once in a great while, he would actually vote against party, but most of the time it was just saying, like, in his very dweeby voice, like, well, I don't think it's right that we're doing this, <laughs> but I'm going to vote for it anyway. Exactly. I mean, he what was still, like, <laughs> he was still a racist. Um, oh, extremely. Oh, extremely. Yeah. The, ma- the man hated Asian people. <laughs> he hated them. Didn't he say something like, Obama's a good, like, Obama's not an Arab, oh. he's a good man. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Everybody was, like, talking about, like, this is the moment for me. Like, it was, like, going around, like, this is the moment for me that really showed how John McCain was, like, a truly upstanding person. At a debate, somebody called Obama an Arab, and he said, no, no, this, he is not an Arab. He's a good man and a family man. And everybody's like, isn't that so great? And it's like, no, no correlation. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's like very much a reason why that woman felt comfortable saying that at his rally because of like all the things that he'd been going around and saying and constantly 
like telling people that Obama had connections to like Islamic terrorists, basically, and, and Sarah, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Fucking, yeah. Well, Jesus that's Christ. like the fucking Republican like bread and butter is going. It's like dog whistles, essentially. Um, mm. saying something horrible and then going, no, I didn't say that. Why would I say that? That's so mean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm hurt. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> um, Sarah I, Palin. I don't know. Also, by the way, she like she paved the road for Trump. Like, brick, oh, hundred percent by brick because yeah. she she showed that even dumbasses with like no real qualifications can rise to the office of like president. Yeah, exactly, and just like yeah. outright liars. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it. it <laughs> I saw. Um, I don't remember who said it, but another thing that somebody was talking about, like how great John McCain was, and it was like. I I was uh, at at dinner with John McCain and oh my his God. wife at a fancy DC <laughs> restaurant, and uh, and I said something about Sarah Palin. I don't remember what it was, but it was probably snarky. And he pounded his fists on the table and like threatened to turn like red and threatened to leave multiple times and shouted. And they were like, "It just goes to show how loyal and like chivalrous <laughs> John McCain." Like, no, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> Do you know what women love? God. And it's aggressive men. Yeah. Well, it was Anna Navarro who said this about him. It was like, what oh the my... what the fuck Ugh. are you talking about? Is she, is she the one who's like, uh, dad supported the, uh, um, fuck, the, was it the, the Contras? Um, maybe. There's too many characters going <laughs> yeah. on in this story I just right remember now. that it's like... <laughs> It's like, you know how, like, every time Joe Walsh posts something, everybody's like, hey, pay your child support. I feel like she's the one that, like, anytime she posts something, it's like, hey, remember when your dad uh, funded the Contras? <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. Not not a libel. Just a, just a vague rec- <laughs> recollection. Yeah. Just a Just guess. a query. But, like, with Sarah Palin, it's like, I remember I... I worked it out because I'm minus 10 from my own age and uh, worked out I was actually 12. (laughs) And even as a 12-year-old little girl in a different country, I was like, "Uh, Sarah Palin's a fucking idiot. She, like, she she was just, like, a walking soundboard of, like, dumb shit. And, like, I remember um, I was listening to um, uh, the um, Vox Media podcast today explained. Um, and they were, they honestly gave, like, a f- relatively fawning obituary, obituary of McCain. It kind of sucked. Of but one of the things that they talked about was Sarah Palin, and they included a clip of a reporter asking her what newspaper she read. And she just kind of replied, like, all of them. You know, all of them. <laughs> and and then the reporter pressed and was like, could you name one? And she was like, you know, uh, the, the, all of all of them, the the all the newspapers. I read them all, <laughs> and like asked a third time, like I'm asking for one specific newspaper, and she basically said, like I have love to read the media, and I have many trusted sources in the press, and <laughs> you know, that was the kind of person she was. I think that sums like, her I, up perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people still, like, quote that, I can see Alaska from my house. Yeah. Wait, no, she Which wasn't like, Alaska. No, she can see Russia from her house. Yeah, that yeah. was it. <laughs> and it's like, that's like a silly thing to say, but it wasn't like as outright stupid as a lot of the other dumb shit she says. No, but The she context was, in like, which she said it was very stupid. She <laughs> like, was I'm very good stupid. at foreign policy because I can see Russia sometimes. Which yeah. you can't. 
Yeah, she can, though. <laughs> hey, uh, did Sarah Palin die? <laughs> God. Do um... we go? <laughs> she got us again. <laughs> so John McCain is actually John McCain is actually the one that died. I mean, yeah, we're What's... not here to make like cancer jokes because what he had yeah. was horrible. Yeah, I think yeah. the thing that is sticking with a lot of people is he is or did and his family deny the same health care that he got to millions of people that have died from this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I not, I feel like that's so fucking evil. Oh, it's extremely evil. Like, I know we say this a lot. We know we talk about evil people a lot. I cannot comprehend. Yeah, our theme song, evil people. Evil men. <laughs> I know, we're really excluding evil women. Like, women can be evil too. It's 2018. <laughs> I'm with her. Dame of Thrones. <laughs> but I can't imagine doing that. Uh, speaking of evil women, his daughter is evil. That's very Oh my true. god. Did, did we talk on the show about how she, like, had, like, a conniption when somebody, like, told her socialism might be good? Yeah, we talked about that a, a few episodes okay. back. <laughs> good. Um, and yeah, people uh, are like, oh, she should just get John McCain's spot in the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, America's got live. a monarchy now. That's sexy. <laughs> we live in a... We live in a monarchy. <laughs> Was that your Joker voice? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked it. (laughs) Thank you. More where that came from. Um, uh, I think uh, the thing that sticks in a lot of people's minds in like recent history is John McCain's big famous maverick move of uh, crashing his plane. (laughs) (laughs) Crashing this plane. Two in a row, baby. Was that your Bane um, voice? Yeah, that was my Bane voice. <laughs> <laughs> With no survivors. Um, <laughs> so, oh, so um, his, his <laughs> other his other big famous move in recent history of giving the famous thumbs down on the floor of the Senate to appeal uh, to uh, d- uh, block the repeal of Obamacare, and that it, it really does kind of sum up his entire like political legacy there's a lot of talk about like how the reason that the media fawned over john mccain and that they gave him this kind of like maverick uh persona that they assigned to him and they kind of revered him was because he loved to give the media access yeah um and like apparently he basically told like the media like watch the show like when yeah it happened jesus Christ. um like that's that's like a direct quote it's not a show. It's people. It's like millions of people's lives. It's right. Yeah. And fuck off. remember, the vote to repeal Obamacare only happened because he pushed for the vote. Yeah. And like, if he had been like the second person to vote, then no one would have been like, "Oh, John McCain is the reason why." We. But instead, they like they like wheeled him out on like <laughs> uh, on like the crucifix and like exactly he, and rotated it so that he gave a thumbs down i mean this literally sounds like this is reality television like this happened on the last series of big brother <laughs> <laughs> it that, did like <laughs> i mean pretty much i don't know enough a, a lot about big brother but i didn't imagine that it had much overlap with c-span well, it's, Big Brother's really kind of a microcosm of, you know, U.S. politics, I would say. Yeah, it's a bunch of, like, egomaniacs in a room together. Exactly. Yeah, and they all the want to fuck, but they can't because there's nowhere to do it. 
Just like the Senate. Just like the Senate. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual tension in the Senate, I've noticed. (laughs) I've noticed. Hours of watching (laughs) C-SPAN. When you think about it, C-SPAN is the real, like, reality TV. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Oh my god, this is fucking woke. Like, (laughs) we live in a society. (laughs) Finally, someone says it. We really do. We do. If you Uh, think about it. Do we have any other, like, John McCain funny moments that we want to talk about? I don't know about Uh, funny moments, but I... Should we list off his horrible crimes? Exactly. Ooh. Um, Pop that post up. I'm going to pop this post up. Uh, Someone... I'm a giant turtle on Tumblr. um, Put this together, so thank you to this person. Which is very impressive because they're a giant turtle. (laughs) It took. How did they type? They haven't got fingers. (laughs) They just very big keyboard. (laughs) Yeah, and they use their they use their little 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 lips. They just stretch their neck out. Little lips. Yeah, like they're you know. (laughs) They kiss each key. (laughs) (laughs) Gently kissing each key. Of John McCain's a, war crimes. A, a kisseroo from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, you, you going to read some of these greatest hits? Yeah, so first off, um, well, I mean, John McCain's story really started with him violating the Geneva Convention uh, by bombing a light bulb factory in Vietnam. Uh, and this, I mean, t- people will say he was just following orders and like, yeah, but also you're violating the Geneva Convention and killing... I, I can't remember how many it was, but, like, I think that... It was, a, it was like, a thousand people or yeah, more. Yeah, thousands of civilians. Um, yeah, we... I mean, isn't wasn't there, like, a whole trial where they sort of debated whether following orders was uh, justifiable in I war can't crimes? remember. Was there? Nur, 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 Nuremberg? Uh, number Wang? That's it. <laughs> so, during this... <laughs> when this happened, uh, his, his plane got damaged and he ejected uh immediately shattering his arms uh (laughs) and then and then crashed into a lake i think yep and then fell into a lake and then and got tangled up in his parachute yeah and also like his arms are broken so it's a little bit hard to do much and the only Uh reason he survived is because a worker at the light bulb factory who was heading into a tunnel to escape the bombs saw him out there and went out and saved him uh with a long bamboo pole like, mm-hmm. like, that's the only reason he's even alive is because right. one of the people that he was trying to murder ended up saving his life. Right. And when, when, uh, he got pulled out of the water, all of the other people from the nearby area, including, I guess, some from the factory that he just bombed, um, decided like, oh, look, an American soldier. Let's like kick the shit out of him. Rightfully <laughs> so. Yeah, um, fair yeah. enough. Um, and so they were kicking his ass and, you know, both of his, you know, arms were broken and he was, he had nearly just drowned. So he couldn't really defend himself with this other, uh, the guy who saved his life, uh, also sort of fended off these other people, um, and allowed him to receive medical treatment. I think he was treated in the, uh, village near where he crashed and then, uh, was, uh, taken into custody and that's when he became a POW. Yeah. Um, So tell me how he's a war hero. (laughs) Like, what part of that story did he do anything that deserves him being called a war hero? Tell me how your granddad stepping on a landmine saved this country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the one the one thing to his credit is, like, not even really to his credit, because it's still, like, supporting the U.S. military, but apparently he did not crack under torture, really, um, for a very long time. Cool. And, um... He and and uh, apparently refused to be released until his fellow soldiers that were also POWs were to be released. But it's still like 
cool story still imperialism. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it still happens yeah. because you were bombing because you were murdering thousands of civilians. Right. Like I can't imagine ever having like the strength of character to be like, hello, please keep torturing me until like my friends can also go free. But also like ideally in this situation I wouldn't be in the US military conducting an illegal war, so Yeah. Y- yeah. I mean I also thought he was like old enough that he was in World War Two. <laughs> I mean he definitely looks and sounds does, like it. Yeah. He's been he's been an old man his whole life. You ever listen to like clips of him like talking? He's always sounded like a little like shrunken like dweeb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, Grant, he probably could have kicked my ass even like when he was like in his like 50s. But like still, (laughs) he said he's just he just sounds like you could shove him in a locker. (laughs) Hey, speaking of which. So then, you know, he's a war hero, um, which we all recognize and agree with. And then he did go ahead and call Vietnamese people a racial slur and said that he would hate them until the day he dies. Um, and he did. So he I guess really he doesn't did. hate them anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, he's um, in hell. He's too busy. <laughs> exactly. Um, it also says here that he supported legislation for forcefully relocating Native American people. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, this dude was like a this dude, John McCain. He was like a full-on diet white supremacist, and every single thing I hear about him backs that up. And to see people like he was a war hero and a true maverick, and it's like, no, he did everything you would expect him to do. Literally exactly. everybody who talks about him is like, well, love him or hate him, you can't deny that nobody has shaped the face of him. Like, that that, that kind of, like, centrist, like, I'm not really saying anything bullshit. Yeah. Because um, that was what the episode of Today Explained was like. It was completely, like... Some people love him, some people hate him, but you can't deny that he has a legacy of being very influential. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's he's not Marmite. Um, Also, say something. Like, say something. Like, take a stance. The whole thing was just them interviewing, like, I don't know, he was like a... Asking a centrist, like, asking a centrist to take a stance is like asking a fish to breathe out of water. (laughs) It's not Um, gonna happen, because they can't. You know what's wild though is like after like after becoming uh, like a politician, literally like one of the first like big uh, things to happen to John McCain was a scandal where he um, basically it, it was a huge financial scandal. He helped oh, the yeah. Lincoln Savings and Loan Association uh, basically cheat. Um, a bunch of taxpayers out of i think the sum total was millions of dollars um just like from their life savings essentially yeah um but with bogus um bogus bonds i think it was um and basically was like well i fucked up but like nobody's perfect yeah like it just doesn't <laughs> i don't know how it doesn't matter so much of this stuff doesn't matter to people like the yeah. slur, the the scandal, like all of it's like, well, he he was a prisoner of war. He's a war hero. What can he do? And it's like, what about all the other prisoners of war? I uh, exactly who 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 where? Hey, remember when he uh, also sang um, "Bomb, Bomb, Bomb Iran" to the tune of Barbara Ann? Uh, yeah, it's funny. It's very. I remember. Funny. I remember watching that on like racist flash cartoon sites <laughs> when I was like yeah. ten years old. Well, um, love or hate him, we both love the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. 
<laughs> love him, love him or hate him. There was a song called Barbara Ann, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is one thing that uh, we need definitely need to mention because of the podcast that we're on, which was that God. people were protesting Henry Kissinger, um, and uh, he said like he was like, "Get out of here, low life scum." I'll have you arrested. That's how he said it. He always fucking sounds like that. He does. He sounds like a like an old man, like just sitting on his lawn yelling yeah, at people. Yeah. Life scum, stop peeing on my hydrangeas. Wait, what's that? <laughs> what's that film with um Clint Eastwood? Uh, Gran Torino. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That is extremely <laughs> true. Because uh, the guy in Gran Torino is also racist. Yeah. Very. I've never actually seen Gran Torino, but oh, he um, no, it literally, hate. It, yeah, yeah, he's is, just he, no racist old man. Yeah, is it? Isn't it like basically just like a white supremacist power fantasy that movie? It's, I think so. It's basic- well, it's a Clint Eastwood film, so yeah, yeah. It's about an old yeah. man who's extremely racist, but then he meets like a young Hispanic guy, the model minority, Ex- mm. literally, and then uh, he becomes slightly less racist, but uh, still pretty racist. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. then, and then he takes down a gang by dying, <laughs> by getting shot like se- <laughs> 75 times. Gang resigned. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we actually uh, got to this because we were talking a lot about how John McCain's life got saved, but then he wouldn't even acknowledge the dude who saved his life years later. Yeah. Um, that, that was a big one. Just kind of being like a real class act. He gave, he eventually gave the guy because like, this guy saving John McCain's life was the defining moment of this dude's life, it seemed like. Like, yeah. he treasured that moment above all else. Which, good for him. I mean, it, 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 he did very much save somebody's life. I don't think... You know, I, I can't blame him for not be, exercising perfect political praxis. No, um, like, but, I can't but, be like, oh, you should have let him die. Because yeah. you don't know what you'd do if you saw someone who was drowning in a lake. Yeah, not unless you're on What Would You Do? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I haven't seen that up, but... What? Where they have just someone drowning in a lake. Oh, and then, yeah. <laughs> and and then like... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and then Phil Collins is there. <laughs> was, was Phil... Oh, fuck! <laughs> it took me a second. Uh, and then he wrote a song about it. <laughs> that song was called Barbara Ann. <laughs> um, but yeah, John McCain like snubbed this dude for basically his whole life. He uh, he would write to John McCain's office and be like, "Hey, I'm the guy who saved your life. Um, uh, would be great to talk to you sometime." And the office of John McCain was basically like, "Hmm, yeah, he, like Senator McCain doesn't have time for this like nonsense, and you're probably lying because apparently there is a small cottage industry of pretending to be the dude that saved John McCain's life uh, in this area <laughs> in uh, in uh, Vietnam." Jesus um, Christ! So eventually they did meet, and um, he spoke to John McCain at length about like about the experience of like having to save his life, and John was like, ah, "Great to meet you," and gave him like a little Senate trinket. Um, that was worth nothing. Um, and the dude, apparently, like, until the day he died, like, was like, don't sell that. Like, one day, like, it might bring, like, something good to this family. Oh, Which, boy. Yeah. Aww. Imagine, I can't imagine how I would feel if someone saved my life. Like, I feel like crying every time someone is yeah. nice to me. <laughs> um, and he's just like, eh. It's okay. Great, great, good for you, buddy. 
He didn't, not even like, oh, sorry, I tried to fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the circumstances this guy saved. Yeah, he was headed to into the tunnel, like, into safety, and decided, no, I'm going to run back out into, like, open air that's being bombed uh, just to risk this enemy soldier who was seconds ago dropping the same bombs on me. Like, <laughs> yeah, if anyone's a war hero, it's this guy. Even if he did accidentally yeah. save one of the worst people on Earth. Well, he didn't know that. No, he didn't know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not like you travel back in time and you're like... <laughs> Save John McCain or kill him, and what will the butterfly effect be? <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to wrap up by saying, uh, John McCain. Um, he there was never a more a war that he met that he didn't support, uh, and he can <laughs> fuck to off. Do it. And yeah. honestly, I'm 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 glad he's dead. I'm not afraid to yeah. say that. Oh my John, god! John- I just remembered. Fucking. Sh- uh, you know who's not so glad that he's dead? Uh, Who? Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who wants- How's Charlie doing? Uh, he's he's in grief, apparently, because he wants to <laughs> rename- He's in mourning. He's got, like, a black veil. <laughs> he's standing, He's standing like, next to the uh, the tomb in a song from uh, Amadeus is playing. Like, <laughs> you know the line? <laughs> yeah. He is just walking around crying and saluting at all times. <laughs> Christ. Like in like at the end of Metal Gear Salad. I was gonna say like in that um meme. <laughs> saluting and screaming. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good meme. Oh semper funny. <laughs> <laughs> but Schumer um, wants to rename a Senate the Senate office building after McCain. The whole Senate? Office building. Yeah. My God. Okay. What like, did you he fucking do? Why? He wasn't that great. No, he's dead. Um, he's and, not gonna know, dude. Um. And to maybe he's haunting the building. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only way to appease him. His angry ghost. Um. So in order to get this deal through, um, Schumer uh got a verbal agreement from Bitch McConnell uh to. Uh, fast track the nomination of uh, I think it was eleven uh federal court uh nominees, seven of which were Trump picks. Yeah, and they all serve mm. for life. For life, lovely. In well. exchange for fucking nothing, for yeah. a verbal promise from Chuck Schumer. <laughs> he didn't even seem that, or for, from Bitch McConnell. He yeah. didn't even seem that into it. He was like, he was like, well. This is these are usually handled in a bipartisan manner and like which which basically means like I'm not going to do it but I'm going to let you think that I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I mean ever how many times do they have to pull that football out from underneath them? Are we going to Are we going to move on from John McCain? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. time to move on from John McCain. Just like he has yeah, moved on know. from uh this the remote, mortal plane, the mortal <laughs> this coil. mortal coil. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sort of like it's kismet that Josh and I are both on this episode when we had to talk about John McCain and Cynthia Nixon, respectively. That's wait, wait, true. wait. I, can I mention one more thing about John McCain before <laughs> okay. we move on? Yes. Uh, remember how the fucking White House like flew their flags at full mast just because yeah. <laughs> they're all fucking petty? God, that's yeah. so good. 
That's so good. I, I love I love having our normal president. That picture, yet another picture of Trump just sitting there frowning with his arms crossed and just looking mad that like someone asked him to say anything nice about John McCain at all. Yeah, he's yeah. like a toddler. That Welcome to the resistance, vid- Mr. Trump. That video you posted. Oh today my god. <laughs> with <laughs> I've been so mad about it. I'm so mad. Hang like, on. Wait, which video? Are you talking about the uh, the one from Conan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Who who wants to describe the contents of this video? Oh, I'm so mad. All right. Okay, so like, yeah. I'll do it. So Conan's, it's like an old video. I think it's, you know, it's from pre-President Trump. For, from like the Apprentice era, I think. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, we, we did a skit with Donald Trump and we asked him to pour himself a glass of water at the beginning and it cuts to the clip and <laughs> he's sitting at a table and there's in, like in a, a fucking jail cell it looks like. yeah it looks like an interrogation table in yeah in the fucking pits of hell and <laughs> he has like a water jug and then he has a glass next to it and he picks up the water jug and pours it into the water glass everything's fine and then he fucking like pours it like it's holy water <laughs> like he's fucking um that guy from mad max and he's like opening the water and letting all the poor people drink it and then closing <laughs> it like he, he he fucking does a line of water he, like, <laughs> right he it's pours literally... it in a straight line across the desk yeah. back and forth like a yeah, bartender like filling up shot glasses all yeah and then he puts it down he's like didn't expect that did you He's just like, what? Wasn't that, did he like that? Wasn't that good? Was that funny? He, he, you liked he was that, like, right? He's like, you didn't like it? You didn't like it? And they were like, oh, we'll keep it for like an alternate. And he's like, didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> like, no! Like, yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't make it, he's so pleased with himself, too. He thinks it's so fucking funny. He thinks Have he like ever... completely outfoxed them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you ever uh, like seen a baby when, um... It's just shat itself. And it <laughs> smiles at you. Like, that's what his face reminds me of every single time. It's so true. It makes me <sighs> so mad. Like, and, like, I just do not think he's a human being. Like, this isn't... This is what he thinks is funny. My favorite thing about it is that he, uh... After the clip ends, Conan is just kind of staring into the camera <laughs> yeah. like, Well, what can you do? And it's like, I just... I feel sorry for, like, I don't know, everyone on set. Someone had to clean up that water after and just had to awkwardly, like, paper towel it. Exactly. And you know he wouldn't, like, get up to, like, give them room or anything. No. No, he would just stare at them. And Well, he would also (laughs) wonder why they even needed to do that in the first place. Like, he got the perfect take. Exactly. Like, I mean, I guess a funny thing, what funny would be... (laughs) Funny. He, like, funny. (laughs) Funny. But, like, if he poured it into the glass... And just kept pouring it, and as as it like spilled out and looked into the camera, that would be like an attempt, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's heading or in the direction. Like, or if you like drank it stupid, like I don't know, or oh. pour it back into the jug, like pour it into the glass oh. and pour it back in. Oh. Oh. Kind oh. of the opposite of what you'd think. Uh, we are now going to talk about the New York gubernatorial uh, primary debate. Between. Yes. The the faded uh, debate for this faded yeah. episode. We have the Cynthia Nixon expert on the podcast today. Give her a round of applause, folks. Thank you. <laughs> now, what, <laughs> what are your boy. thoughts on this? 
uh, historic um, moment. Well, this was. I mean, I think she was good um, because she had to talk to a brick wall. Yeah. Like, the whole... I I don't know, I really struggle to actually care about debates just because I always find them to be very childish. They really are. Yeah, it's not... Here are are my thoughts on this issue and how it can be solved. Okay, cool. Here are my thoughts. It's just... And it was Kumo basically saying, um, just making up bullshit mm-hmm. the entire time. And there's not really any way you can defend yourself when someone is just lying. No, yeah, because this is the same thing that um, Hillary, RIP, struggled with during the debates. It's like you can't like fact check someone in real time. Uh, the most you no. can say is like, no, that's not true. And then it's up to the yeah. viewer to like decide in that moment. And, and you can't like prove a negative. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Well, because there was like that whole thing where, um, where he was saying like, uh, "You called in a personal favor to the mayor," and made it sound like she doesn't really see D. He called her a corporation like three <laughs> different times yeah. because she because she registered as an LLC because like I guess that's a kind of normal thing for like a a famous person who gets well, money in weird ways. Yeah, like because like when you're an actor, I don't obviously I don't. 100% know how it works in the states but you ca- you register your, you register yourself like as a company because you are self-employed yeah like my friends who are like even just freelance photographers reg- have read yeah. a registered company like it's a normal <laughs> right well they're corporations thing. yeah they're yeah. corporations that make like <laughs> 40k a year uh yeah great so it's not exactly For- it doesn't mean fucking, anything fucking no. cuomo is like he's like you're a corporation and she's like i'm not a corporation and he's like but you donated money as a corporation like it's just like what (laughs) he never explains why he's saying it either like no he's like a little baby man he's like throwing his toys out the pram and what was he what was he uh giving her all this grief over this favor that she called in from the mayor (laughs) um (laughs) god so she said um Hey, Mayor, um, do you mind if you can, like, stop helicopters from going over uh, Shakespeare in the Park? Because it's, like, a free service, and, you know, it might be nice if people can hear Shakespeare. Yeah, literally, that's it. It's, like, literally, yeah. Like, and, and he didn't, he didn't back yeah, down he... when she said this. He was like, he was like for your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The friends. She was like, no, the people of New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for anyone who doesn't know what Shakespeare in the Park is, um, it's like, you know, the quite famous actors uh, perform in Central Park and they perform Shakespeare, I think it's every year. And everyone can go. So it's obviously really great for people who don't get to go to the theatre because theatre is fucking way too expensive. Uh And if there's helicopters flying over, then people can't hear and if you're fucking, you know, rose back, then you need to be able to hear what's going on. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Like and a- I guess you can make like claims of like, oh, you know, maybe famous people or rich people shouldn't have direct lines to like mayoral offices. Uh, but he really turned this into like, like she was doing something really seedy and clandestine. Yeah. Um. The, the uh, moderator of the debate, I think, also asked um, Cynthia Nixon, and not uh, Cuomo, 
uh, for whatever reason, if she would be willing to um, forgo the uh, the uh, governor's uh, salary, yeah, um, if she won, and she said yes. And I saw an interesting point about this earlier that mm-hmm. um, was like, actually, it's this is like a bad thing that this is like an expectation because basically it's saying like, oh, once once you set the expectation that nobody should take the governor's salary, it becomes it gets to a point where the only people who can attain the office of governor or any political office are the ones who can afford to not take a salary doing so. Yeah, which is really stupid. And especially when, like, the reasoning for asking this question is like, well, you're a member of the, you're a democratic socialist. It's like, that's not what, democratic socialism doesn't mean, oh, everyone should work without getting paid. Like, what? That's the opposite. No, I think think part of the idea was like, oh, you're already, like, wealthy, which... You know, but um, but it's, she it's, is at least she's admitting that she's right. not pretending like she's not. Yeah, it's not like the governor's salary is like particularly opulent. Like I don't think it is. I think it's like a very modest salary. Yeah, like almost like a token thing. Not well, maybe not a token thing, but it's still like low. I I also I mean I I get like. She, you know, when you're in that debate and, like, someone's asking you that question for the first time and, like, you just have to respond however makes you sound best, um, I totally get that response, but also I totally agree that she should, if possible, take back (laughs) that idea. Um, Take it back. (laughs) Take it back, Cynthia. Take it back now, y'all. There was one uh, fun Andrew Cuomo funny moment um <laughs> where he uh he said my opponent is upset with the Koch brothers because they're the only ones who take more corporate money than she does um <sighs> and the uh debate recap that i was reading said uh a zinger that made a little sense when aimed at nixon and then in parentheses the governor has amassed one of the largest re-election funds in state history in part with the support of business packs that favor his policies <laughs> so yeah Mm, Paul Kettle. <laughs> Remember when Cuomo said that he was a uh, undocumented immigrant? Huh? What? Did, not not at this. Did you guys not hear about this? No. No. He he um he like tried to say like he he tried to do solidarity, but he did it wrong. Um, and he said <laughs> he said I am undocumented because he's the uh he's descended from immigrants. Which isn't what that means. No. <laughs> That's not how um, that works. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact quote. Hang on one second. Uh, well, this is like when he tried to be um, like a leftist by saying America was never really that great. And then... He was right. I mean, he was right. And then he took it back. <laughs> he was like, actually, America's always been great. Oh, okay. Please vote for me. Please. Cool. <laughs> um, so he said... <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I admittedly, I am reading this from Fox News because it was the first result, but it's using quotes. So, so um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo raised eyebrows last week after he claimed that he was an illegal immigrant and taunted officials to deport him. Quote, I'm undocumented. You want to deport an undocumented person? Start with me because I'm an undocumented person. Uh, <laughs> but I like I get it. But when 
you are so removed from your immigrant past and when you are not the people that are being fucking separated and deported and brutalized it's like not the same thing yeah not at all (laughs) but is it though no oh okay yeah i mean i'm the type of person i think cynthia nixon has to go up against people who are like "Mm, does a celebrity need to be in politics because you know people aren't really feeling that wave anymore and i feel like she has like that to fight against as well yeah um from everything i've read though i think her political stances are good Mm -hmm. she's not a perfect person i don't think anyone is no she's not perfect but she seems like infinitely better than cuomo like she seems like she's running to like actually do like a social good and not just to like consolidate power for herself like this idea that like well if you're a famous person who's not quite doing the thing that you're famous for anymore i guess you better run for office yeah yeah i definitely get the idea that i think that is something that's in people's minds at the moment mm-hmm. but from everything can't I've imagine seen, why <laughs> don't know uh, i do really think that she's doing all of this because she does care she wants to help people like she wouldn't be speaking as passionately as she is if she didn't yeah yeah i'm i'm a that cuomo did make sure to get kind of a jab in about like her being an actress and about like sarah sarah jessica parker and some things like that i'm surprised oh, he didn't say something she more like sexist. she peddles fiction not <laughs> yeah, yeah why didn't he like bring up a really good scene from sex and the city because he's never watched he's, it there's no way he's ever well, watched it Come on, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. Come on, City Girls, mate, too. You're welcome. <laughs> I would actually fucking hate to have him on. I would love to That'd have Cynthia Nixon on, though. You know that he, like, doesn't know how to have fun. Like, you just know. Yeah. Stephanie and I are like, oh, this episode is really good. The girls went shopping. And he's like, mm, actually, uh, maybe I didn't, they fu- I didn't enjoy it shopping. at all. I didn't fucking get it. You know. <laughs> oh, these clothes were ugly. Yeah. Who do you think would make a better candidate? Uh, Cynthia Nixon or Miranda? I feel like Cynthia Nixon. We did have a a question where we did figure out, I think, all the girls' political leanings. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds good. I'll get there eventually. For anyone who doesn't know who's listening, we're talking about City Girls Make Do. Uh, Alex is Sex and the City podcast. Yeah. When are are we starting to include uh, commercials for the other podcasts on the network? (laughs) Done. Right now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, when are we just going to start uh, scatting? And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this guy. Fuck, yeah, fuck this guy. me. <laughs> we but, have yeah, to mention we'll it People can just like make ads whenever <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> Interrupting. <laughs> We're recording the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. God. <laughs> God? Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, people can record whenever they want to <laughs> that was the god of noise space uh, Matt but yeah let's wrap up Cynthia um, yeah. yeah a really cool dancer true <laughs> a really um, cool dancer you... what <laughs> you... Cynthia she's a really cool dancer Cynthia boogie to the groove no it's a Rugrats no Rugrats uh, Rugrats I don't, oh, that okay. show ended like 50 years ago so I haven't yeah you're right <laughs> So this is what we're doing. We're just lifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, guess who's back? 
Back again. Back again. Louis fucking CK. Yo, speaking of fuck this guy. <laughs> oh my god, really fuck this guy. Um, uh, okay. God, uh, he he went to do like a surprise set at a comedy club. And because he's like the fucking king of self-awareness, he came out and one of his uh, jokes uh, involved uh, the phrase rape whistle. Of course. Um, there, mm. there's an article out about how all of the women there were just like aghast. Like, well, that was in the past, Zach. It's over now. All right, he served his time mm-hmm. of nothing. Yeah, um, he got locked up in comedy jail. And did you see? Did you see the fucking thing where like, uh, who was it? Was it Michael Ian? It Black was Michael Ian Black. Uh, oh, wait, wasn't he the one who also defended the fact that he's like best friends with Meghan McCain? Uh, yeah. What? Yes. Oh, weird. Um, he was like, I know I'm gonna get heat for this, but I think that it's okay that McCain returned to comedy. He served his time, and, like, now... McCain. Uh, Did I say McCain? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he served his time in hell, and he's ready to come back. John McCain is gonna show up at (laughs) the comedy cellar in one week. He served his time, and he's ready to uh, pursue his passion of comedy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think it's fine that Louis C.K. comes back to comedy. He served his time, and like he, it's it, you know everybody deserves like a second chance. Like he didn't like he, he, serving his time in this case just means not doing comedy actively for like eight months. That's right, it. just sitting around like, and being rich for eight months. Man, that sucks. He took a break. He he's he does what I do every day, and probably like. He ate some cereal and <laughs> like played some video games for a couple of months. Like, yeah, he didn't do anything. I mean, the the rumor going around. I don't know. If the rumor true. come out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, today is about rumors. <laughs> uh, you know, the tea is being spilled, everyone. <laughs> no. But like, what I've heard from people is that he like paid to perform oh really is, okay yeah just another case of you know rich people just being able to get away with shit because they can pay it off i cannot fucking imagine though the level of like no self-awareness you would need to come back after being like accused of like being a sex pervert and be like i'm gonna make my joke like rape adjacent yeah no it's it's because he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand why people were upset, really. He doesn't think he, like, deserved it. Like, I mean... Remember it's... what he actually fucking did, though? Like, because it's like... It was, like, the standard, like, weird creepazoid shit of, like, somebody, like, doing sex stuff in front of you that you don't want to. But then also, like, the fact that he wouldn't let them leave. Yeah. yeah. And, like, so many it's... people have said, like, any other... You know, like, if this was, like... He would have been charged with false imprisonment. Yeah. No, he's just a fucking sex criminal. But, and the thing... I think with every one of these cases, the thing that upsets me, I think the most, is not even that they did this. It's that everyone knew, and it had been... Like, I think I... Someone said, like, oh, there was a... There was a really famous comedian who did this to me. And everyone, oh, that's Louis C.K. Like, clearly. Like, from all the details in it, they clearly worked out with him. And I would imagine in the comedy scene, people, there being whispers, because there's, there's always a whisper train with this right. type of thing. I mean, I've had friends tell me, oh, stay away from that guy. Or he's creepy. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. 
you know, you know these things. And it's like, there's only so much you can do as a person. But when you're talking about hiring someone for a job and giving them movies. Do you remember what he called that film he made? I Love You, Daddy. Yeah. I hate to say it. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you, like, you, you want, like, a silver lining to, like, something related to this, though? Y- always. Uh, so I saw a headline yesterday that apparently Woody Allen is, uh, uh, temporarily, uh, like, stepping back from filmmaking. Which is, well, which he's... is, it, that's heavily, like, coded language for, like, nobody will work with him anymore. Yeah, like. It's a start. <sighs> It's a star. I wish people were really were more open about it. Because I wish he would fucking die, but yeah, he can like, not work true. Anywhere. That's better. I just, I just want his entire uh, image as this like famed director. And isn't he an auteur? Isn't he a wonderful person? I want that to fucking shatter, and then I want him to die with everyone hating him. Yeah, and like irrespective of all of this, like his ratio of good movies to shit movies like isn't even good no he just well because he makes like fucking two a year yeah so and, and like they're mostly bad chance. like that's barely yeah. even an exaggeration um he um uh, i had heard rumors that uh amazon was trying to figure out how to cut him loose so like amazon welcome to the resistance but he's not doing anything new like louis ck like they're like i so many people can do exactly what Louis C.K. does. Like, we don't... Be sad we, we and don't a little funny? Them. Yeah. Like, be like... That's us. Be, That's literally yeah. every single host. <laughs> we are all balding. We, we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Woody Allen was going to make a TV show. Miley Cyrus was in it. Uh, like, because his thing, specifically Woody Allen, which pisses me off, mm-hmm. also with Roman Polanski, yeah. is they love making films which are about what they've done. Yeah. So you can't even deny it. Like, every but single you have to Woody separate Allen film the art from the artist. is like, oh, there's some ugly old man and some, like, young woman. Mm-hmm. And then Roman Polanski makes films with, like, young girls in it. And I'm like... Yeah. Literally, literally, Woody Allen's last two movies were basically just like, look what I did. The There was the one about the um, professor who starts a relationship with his young student. Um, th- that, was, that was the one with Emma Stone, right? Yeah. 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 Wait, and then there was another one that had, like, Selena Gomez. Um yeah. Was just, there? Um, why? I, I just and remember the one, the one, the one with uh, what do you call it? Justin Timberlake that came out. I think the Selena Gomez one isn't even out yet. But um, the no. the one with uh, Justin Timberlake, where a big part of it is like heavily like reminiscent of like the custody battle that he had with like Mia Farrow. Yeah, I just literally, who wants this? Who who still cares? It, like, part of it is like I think part of that is like literally like a dude like getting into a relationship with his stepdaughter. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Great. And ugh, I I don't know. I don't know who likes Woody Allen films. I've spoken to people who do. I just feel like it's like you know, birds of a feather. It's like creepy guys. There's... I feel like it's one of those things that you like because you think you're supposed to like it. Right. Yeah, you think you're smart. Like, oh yeah, like Annie it. Hall. Yeah, no no doubt, dude. There's just totally. so many movies yeah. out there. Who cares? <laughs> God. There yeah. there are one million movies, maybe more. But, I mean, I think that thing with Louis C.K. making the rape joke is it's like, 
these guys do not feel sorry for what they've done. No. They don't realize they've done something wrong. In fact, they think it's funny or they think it's art. Yeah. Or they think it's important somehow. And it's like, no. Um, I would like, much rather see art made by, I don't know, the victims of this yeah. and how they've dealt with that because of how, whatever scale it's on, um, it's always impactful. It's always something that's scary and it's like we should be giving voices to you know not criminals mm. but he is still kind of treated like a god like i was reading an interview with the uh, owner of the comedy cellar who was at home like asleep when louis ck went on which like so he didn't even know what was happening which i kind of thought like oh maybe this absolves the you know seller of some responsibility but then the owner was like well yeah he just went up to the mc and you know, what are you going to do with Louis C.K.? You can't not let him go on. Uh, yeah, you fucking can. Exactly. And he's like, well, we only got one person who complained about it who, who, you know, didn't like being surprised by that. So, like. Yeah. What? <laughs> who? Even if even if every person in the audience loved it, that's not the fucking point. No. <laughs> so I think we need to start, like, preparing ourselves for, like, like Aziz Ansari to like come back. Oh, Aziz oh, yeah. Ansari is already coming back. Like, oh, is he? Netflix have yeah, Netflix have greenlit the next series of Master of None. So my question, like, I I guess is like, should we have the same level of resistance to him coming back, given like the disparity of like what Louis C.K. did versus like what he did, like because I think like what Aziz Ansari did was definitely very like skeezy like and like very difficult to like read about but i think a large part of that was like just sort of the amount of detail that we were given in the first place like i that mean, made it difficult i think with everything like because i remember when the whole like me too thing broke out and mm-hmm. i think it was like matt damon he was like Oh, well, everyone knows there's a difference between rape and, like, a tap on the arse or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, the victims of that know that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I've been... I think every single woman I know has been in a situation where someone has at least touched them and it's made them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, we all know how widespread this is. Right. And even if someone's just had maybe an encounter that made them uncomfortable had someone touched them that made them feel a little bit easy like uneasy but hasn't been fully assaulted they know that that's not the same thing right like we all know this and i think we know this in regards to aziz ansari too like i don't think he is like the worst human being alive Mm -hmm. i think what he did was very skeezy and it's an example of how we let people but specifically men get away with this and pressure women into sex because like the fallout of this i heard so many people talking and they were saying like bad sex for men a lot of the time is like "Mm, maybe they just didn't come Mm -hmm. and then for women like (laughs) sorry i I should i shouldn't laugh but but you said the funny word (laughs) come yeah that that one but for women it's sex they've been pressured into and Mm -hmm. made them feel uncomfortable and it's like after five no's you get a yes is it still a yes right yeah Yeah. well i just i it's interesting because like i definitely i've had some conversations with 
you know, friends who are all like very left leaning, but it, definitely some of them, um, uh, s- some of the women in my friend group do feel like, oh, what he did wasn't that bad. Like I've had plenty of guys do pretty much that exact same thing to me. And like, right. I- I'm going to, I feel like as a cis man, it's not my place to really have a like big voice in this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind yeah, of let weird. other people decide, you know, what mm-hmm. happens with Aziz's career. Like, I'm not going to watch Master of None because I can't, like, can't, like, stomach. There's no reason to. Yeah, once again, yeah. there's, like, there's so many yeah. TV shows. It's really, it's, it's, it's like, yeah. I, a, a, for this kind of, like, is something that I think kind of goes in both directions with regards to, like, is what he did horrible or is it just, like, normal? Is that, like... like something normal that like is very difficult to like read about um was the amount of women who responded to that and said that like they had an experience that was very similar like that this is like a very common like an extreme example of a common occurrence yeah well there's this thing and it's like to keep yourself sane um two things cannot exist at the same time and that's one that sexual assault um or any form of sexual like violence or uneasiness exists and is very common mm-hmm. and is common amongst um I'm not saying that only women are victims, obviously, but more prevalent amongst women. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't believe that it exists and it's um widespread. And the other thing is you can't believe that it's also horrible. Because if you say if you think to yourself, right, every more or less every single woman I spoke to has had a situation that's made them very uncomfortable. And also that is really horrible and traumatic and impacts you even if you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. That's really scary. Mm-hmm. Like That's a horrible thing to think that, oh my God, the amount of, the percentage of people who have been in some sort of, you know, obviously it's like we said, it's varying degrees, mm-hmm. but have been in something like this. That's really scary because then you have to, confront yourself and go oh my god i was in something where i wanted to say no and didn't yeah right that's how i think about the aziz and sorry thing mm-hmm. because i've had people say oh no it's fine i've had a situation like that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and i'm like you maybe know maybe it should maybe it shouldn't happen maybe you should feel comfortable enough yeah to or, say, or maybe you should care more that yeah, sort of or maybe you like shouldn't be a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> and if someone says, actually, I want to go home, you go, okay, yeah, get home safe. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of things that people, like, will put up with and say, like, oh, this happens to me all the time. It's normal that, like, are things that, for many people, are an instant deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I, well, yeah. It, people, people have, like, different levels of, like, of, of, like, tolerance for all things, but I think there are some things where people are just like very desensitized to them and and, and like that's like yeah so, like on a societal level we live in a society <laughs> we do but it's like if someone fucking like stole a dollar from you like all the time and you just went whatever it's fine it's just a you know it's a dollar who cares like if you actually thought about it you'd probably be a bit annoyed about that right yeah <laughs> you know and it's like hmm that's not the biggest deal but maybe feeling like because i remember 
in the next episode of City Girls Might Do. Hmm. Like, we both made a joke about how um, we're both terrified of being murdered and think about how we're going to get murdered all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, wait a second. Everyone doesn't think about that, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I'm talking to this guy on Tinder. Um, I hope he doesn't murder me. Oh, I'm walking down the street alone. I hope I don't get murdered. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm going around this guy's house. If I say uh, that I don't want to have sex with him, I hope he doesn't murder me. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone like what media to consume, what they can't. But it's just like, hmm, think about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it it feels weird, like, consuming, like, Aziz Ansari's, like, media now, because so much of, like, his personal brand was built around, like, being, like, the woman respecter. <laughs> and, like... It's, yes. Yeah. Like, it, like, like, not even, like, subtextually, like, it was, like, the text. Um, Like, he wrote that big book about, like, yeah. modern romance, and, like, I thought that was a really good book. Uh, it was a very good piece of, like, serious sociological research that I think, like exceeds expectations for like what you'd expect from like a comedy book ostensibly but Mm -hmm. um but then he had to go and like fuck it all up um and like his stand-up specials where he talks about like like you know like who here in the audience has received an unsolicited dick pic like that's fucked up right and like boy i like can't can you believe that men would do that stuff just like his whole brand was built around it and it just kind of poisoned everything in retrospect it's true yeah I definitely know guys who are like, I respect women, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe we it, let's let's uh, knock this one out in uh, in like a second. So um, a lot of people think that um, single pair is like a pie in the sky, like leftism desire, mm-hmm. but it turns out that uh, a slim. A slim but real majority of Republicans actually want single payer healthcare. Um, l- let me see. Um, a new uh, uh, Reuters uh, Ipsos poll, which um, found that fifty one point nine percent of Republicans would embrace a Medicare for all policy. Uh, this is from a poll of about three thousand people, uh, American adults. Yeah, like, and honestly, this shouldn't be that surprising. Like, a lot of Republicans are human believe it or not just like the rest of us and have like these insurmountable um health costs and like i thought they were lizards (laughs) i some of them for sure but not all okay only 49 percent of them are and the other 51 percent want health care for all (laughs) health health care for all uh shed skinning uh, (laughs) skin shedding whatever fuck i don't give a shit crickets (laughs) (laughs) what are lizards like Basking? What the lizards? Lo- yeah. Oh, yeah. They Sit- love the bass. Yeah, Sitting do. on hot rocks. Um, oh, well, who doesn't like that? That's true. Yeah, it's good to sit on a hot rock. I, don't you love when like you're watching like a pet do something and it just like goes and like plops down in a patch of sunlight? Yeah, it's my favorite thing. It's, I love watching that. Animals are very sweet. So I think we basically said all there is to say about that. Yeah. Um, but it's good. But, it's good uh, news. Yeah. Um, and here's here's some very bad news. Um. So the United States is actually um, denying passports uh, to Americans uh, who live along the border, um, which effectively puts a big question mark on their citizenship. So yeah, they're refusing to recognize the citizenship of Hispanic uh, people. This is a quote. I'm not. I'm not sure if I should use that word. Um, born in Texas. Um, because when the birds were conducted by midwives, 
I think the the uh, time was between the 1950s and 90s. They said that there was like a big uptick in like fraudulent birth certificates because these birds weren't conducted in a hospital. Um, um, real quick, the thing about America that really threw me off is I found out that a lot of births, uh, like, are done by doctors instead of midwives. Yeah, and that yeah. there's also, funnily enough, a much higher child mortality and mother mortality right oh yeah, yeah weird right mm-hmm. yeah funny that yeah strange um but yeah basically um so this is something that has been happening um for um a while in this country but um it was something that was happening um during the bush administration and during the um, obama administration where they were denying passports to people um born in the rio Grande valley um but um basically it, the um tr- obama administration received a lot of political pressure to ease off on that and they did uh but now it looks like the trump administration is bringing it back in force um and i saw another article today that actually seems like maybe the situation is getting worse because this is uh saying that um the administration is revoking passports and deporting um citizens now instead of just refusing to issue passports it's just um, really, really buck wild like yeah. it's it's beyond buck wild it's fascist like it's yeah it is i i i can believe it but i don't want to like it's imagine you know you've lived here your entire life you were you were born here and you've lived here for like 40 years and then just because you weren't born in a hospital and you're not white like they're saying you're not a citizen it's how, and it is obviously like, what can we do about it? I don't. Yeah, this is like this is like overt like fascism. Like they're not yeah. even like pussyfooting around it. No. Um. This this is a a, a quote from uh, the article about the passwords being revoked and people being deported. So it says, um, uh, a military veteran born in Texas who had been a border patrol agent, um, was applying for a routine passport renewal, which like. Border Patrol agent, huh? Well, go off. Um, it says, uh, he received a letter from the State Department telling him that, he, that it wasn't convinced that he was a U.S. citizen and requested a range of obscure documents, evidence of his mother's prenatal care, his baptismal certificate, rental agreements uh, from when he was a baby, um, managed to find some of those documents uh, and submitted them, but weeks later received another denial. In a letter, the United States said the information, quote, did not establish your birth in the United States. It's <sighs> Mm. It's part part of what's happening here is that um like yeah the escalation of policies like it's a uh, c- continuing to move the goalpost of like what's normal because mm-hmm. like it, yeah if these people were white this these this would be a much bigger story than it is like i don't think this is a huge story right now hopefully it turns into one but mm-hmm. it's hopefully, just but... so many people read this and they're like oh yeah trump's the trump administration is being racist again like it, that sucks, but what's new? You Them know, Trump boys are at it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like it's it's so hard to like. I mean, it's because it's exhausting. It's so hard to keep people like angry and you know like energized about this stuff every single day. That mm-hmm. it's, they're really just wearing us down. Yeah, in the article um, about uh, the passport denials is also mentioning that in some cases people are having their passports called into question when attempting to return 
uh, from Mexico, which effectively leaves them stranded in Mexico. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is horrific, and you're right, it's, it's plain fascist, and that's what it is. <sighs> Here, here's the thing, is like, I, I think about this a lot, and I don't think it really matters that much, but I do think about it, is... Do you think Trump actually cares about, like, illegal immigrants? Or do you think this is, like... Or this is, like, he's just a big fucking idiot and, like, people who are, like, smarter than him surrounding him care about it? Well, that's the debate of, you know, our time. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, I think he's... I don't know if he cares. I definitely think he hates people. I think he is a fascist. I don't know if he is laying up at night wringing his little hands about how much he hates these people but i know he does hate them and i know he doesn't care what happens to them yeah i honestly think he mostly cares about um like what other people think of him like his supporters like he he definitely is extremely racist on his own but what he really cares about is like going to these rallies and getting people to cheer for him so yep, anything yeah. that he can do that builds that up, that's what he cares about. Oh my and god. The question, yeah. can, uh, and the question's moot because this is happening. Like, it, it doesn't matter if he... He is a racist, obviously. It doesn't matter how much he really cares, though, because people... He's, this is still affecting people's lives. Yeah. If, um, if you, if you want to hear a bunch of really good uh, examples of um, Trump just doing shit just basically to get accolades for it even though he didn't do anything um the episode from i think last night uh of uh today explained vox media's podcast the one that i previously mentioned as being the john mccain respecter uh, sorry um was talking about um how basically they did a whole episode about how um trump uh routinely reaches into like the um trump foundation's um coffers um as like a personal pocketbook and also like to aid in his political campaign both of which are like illegal things to do that he just does um and the two great examples that he gave um one of them was uh how uh trump uh wanted to raise money for i want to say it was like the va or something this is before he became president and um it was it was it was either like the VA or like a police foundation or something like that. I think it may have been a, like a police union or a police foundation or something like that. So he um, reached out to um, uh, the widow of like an elderly like former cop or something like that, and he was like, "Hey, um, I've been called upon to like help raise money for like this uh, to for this um, police foundation. Would you be willing to donate anything?" And he like talked about the importance of like what this organization was doing for like. I guess, like, current cops, former cops? I'm not really sure. This is in Florida, I think. Um, and the uh, widow gave him, I think it was, like, $400,000 or some ridiculous sum of money like that. And he took the money and then wrote, like, a big stupid check from the Donald J. Trump Foundation for exactly that amount of money. And they were like, oh, my God, we've never gotten an amount of money, like, this big. And they, like, gave him, like, an enormous, like, crystal palm tree or something like that. And he, like, had not actually donated any of his own money. Oh, my God. And, like, gave zero credit to the person that did. Um, wow. The the other one is uh, much funnier, which is literally just apparently one of the smallest donations that the uh, Donald J. Trump Foundation ever made was a $7 donation to the Boy Scouts of America. And someone did <laughs> someone did some digging into this. And uh, they found out that um, 
uh, apparently the donation was made in the year that Donald Trump Jr. would have been of age to join the Boy Scouts, and their registration cost was at the time was seven dollars. <laughs> so he, okay. so he was like seven dollars, and just like reached, stuck his snoot into the tiller for the Donald J. Trump Foundation, <laughs> and pulled the money from there. Jesus Christ! Yeah, wow. sorry, sorry for that. Sorry for that tangent, but I, I loved that shit. <laughs> That's amazing. That's how you build an empire. Yeah. That's how you that's how you become rich. Just spend other people's money. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it's it it's very easy to like pretend that you give a shit about people if you just like take money from other people and you're just like, this is mine now and also I'm giving it away and I'm very magnanimous. Yeah. God. Um Okay, um, let's move on to some shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, first off, fuck the French Open. Uh for um Oh shit! I tried to do this rapid fire, and now I'm blanking on names. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Yeah, Serena Williams. I'm sorry. All I could think of was Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a talent. Anyway, Serena Williams, uh, very cool uh, outfit, like her her black bodysuit that was meant to prevent blood clots because she almost died during childbirth, and then they're like, yeah, because the doctor didn't believe her. Yeah, of course. Yes. Well, speaking of dying during childbirth, like, there's a disproportionate amount of black women who die during childbirth. Yeah. And, yeah, and this was specially designed for her because the fucking French Open, they're like, oh, you know, a a white miniskirt, that's what you want to play tennis in. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So that we can look at those gams. God. Also, just on principle, exactly. aesthetically, it was a very cool outfit. So yeah, that rules. alone makes me upset. Yeah, and I think I think yeah, Elise Cornet. There was another player who like changed her top mm-hmm. on the court and has been fined. Okay, she didn't Great. even change her top. She like rotated her shirt around. Yeah. Like, the the chairman of the French Open, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was basically like, you have to respect the sport, <laughs> and I think in the case of the bodysuit, we may have taken it too far. Like, you know, like, fuck off. Zach, these impressions. There was a brief second where, you, I, where I was like, is he going to do the accent? And then he... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Listen, we all have our gimmicks. Spot on. Oh my god. Oh, it's not a gimmick, yeah, it's a like... talent from God. Oh, thank you. Uh, is this SNL? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could do a mean, bad Trump. <laughs> oh my god, wait, we didn't include this as a shout-out, and it already, like, came and went, but holy shit. So there was a, a headline yesterday about how, um, in the- remember how they're making, like, three Joker movies or something? Mm-hmm. In, um, in one of them, uh, Alec Baldwin was going to be playing the part of Thomas Wayne, and he was- so, Batman's dad. Yeah. And he was going to be doing it as, like- playing him as like a cheesy 80s 80s businessman with like a bad tan and immediately everybody's like he's gonna do the fucking trump impression isn't he and it doesn't even make sense because literally the only thing about thomas wayne is that he was like a good guy that died exactly that was it he was like he like put money into the community that's his whole fucking thing yeah god um uh did we skip then he resigned though yeah, and then he and then he resigned like the next day yeah did we talk about the uh, israeli prime minister no that's important yeah so um the israeli prime minister um benjamin bibi uh netanyahu uh i don't know why people call him that but i don't like it um <laughs> uh attended uh some renaming ceremony for a nuclear research center blah 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 um and he was giving a speech 
Um, and the uh, official PM of Israel Twitter account was recounting the speech and uh, in one of the tweets included, I don't know if this is a quote or a paraphrasing, but <clears throat> the weak crumble are slaughtered and are erased from history while the strong, for good or ill, survive. The strong are respected and alliances are made with the strong and in the end, peace is made with the strong. Um, kind of a normal one, huh? Oh my god. I, the, this is literally like a villain's like end of the movie speech. Like, yeah, are uh, slaughtered and erased from history. Ugh, While the strong, it, it, for good or ill, survive. Like, at least he's recognizing yeah, that it might not be good. Yeah, like, hey, like, don't blame me. It's the way the world works. Yeah. This sounds like, I, I, somebody pointed this out, that it sounds like something that, um, Loki would have said in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> oh, That's true. I mean, yeah, he's cartoonishly evil. Yeah, he was like directly invoking Hitler in that movie in some yeah. part. So you know, just saying. I hate. To, I say. I hate to compare like uh, Israelis or like the Israeli Prime Minister to Hitler because I think that it's like kind of out of the white supremacist playbooks. But I mean, you know, if anyone can do it, it's you. <laughs> Yeah, that's You're true. I'm, I'm, we ain't saying nothing. I'm, 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 I'm insulated from from all critique. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like a little on the nose there, bud. Um, yeah, and I mean the rest of this speech was also like, um, like because the the tweet immediately preceding this one says. Um, in the Middle East and in many parts of the world, there is a simple truth: there is no place for the weak. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, true peace can be achieved only if our hands grasped defensive weaponry. Remember, this is at a, uh, cen- uh, Center for Nuclear Research. Oh, boy. We're really fucked. Just, like, we as a world. Uh, this world is very bad. Hey, whatever, remember how, like, it came out that, like, Netanyahu was embroiled in a massive corruption scandal where he was getting, like, he was, like, paying off people and nothing fucking happened? Do, do we... <laughs> Do we have time for questions or lightbringers? Like, do we I, wanna... I think I I think that we can uh, sneak a couple in. Let's do a couple questions. I think at we'll least. get in trouble. Yeah, with who? The podcast police? Yeah. No, with Sarah. <laughs> the podcast Mom, queen. leave us alone. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah can't hurt us. She's with with her girlfriend. That's true. Okay, uh, this is a question from Argyle Funk on Tumblr. Dear uh-huh. are you ready for uh-huh. the Democratic primaries coming up in a year or so? Are you ready for hell? Are you sure? Jesus. <laughs> this is really escalating. Are you ready to vote for Harris Booker 2020 and be called a racist, sexist, brochialist if you criticize them? It's time oh, to gosh. fall in love and support what everyone loves, the status quo. Personally, I can't wait for the Democrats to lose to Donald Trump again. It's going to own. Thanks, Argyle. Wow, this is a real speech, Argyle. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not excited for 2020 is what I'll say about this. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be, I, I think starting in 2019 and all the way through 2020 is going to be two of the slowest years of our lives. Mm-hmm. Wait, I didn't see the text of this question. Did Argyle say that, uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were going to run together? Yeah. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. They're going <laughs> to run separate. <laughs> well, I think he's assuming that one of them will... Uh, win the win and then adopt the other as running mate i i wonder about even that i think if anything it'd be warren who is likely to win right or actually you know what it's gonna be biden and we're gonna it's gonna be joe biden and we're gonna have to vote for him no oh my god like (laughs) as much as much as like 
it's funny to like joke i don't think he's actually going to do it because he better he, not he, he just seems so fucking tired what daddy why yeah he should go um, to sleep yeah he <laughs> forever nah <laughs> that's not what i meant but i mean huh? he did just give a long like speech about how great john mccain was but you know didn't have every single democrat well, like, so i'm sure I mean, obama would too yeah every politician had to do that oh o- obama's probably gonna like speak at the funeral or yep. Well, did I, I? Did the funeral happen? No, I think he's laying. He's he's just chilling in his casket out in public. <laughs> <laughs> McCain with a forty in the death basket. <laughs> John, John McCain Go funeral fail. city. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think anyone's excited for that. No, it's but thanks. It's gonna suck. Another question from Argyle. Dear Hiccup Gidda, how did Donald Trump get so good at using his mouth? Thanks, Argyle. Lots of Eating lots of popsicles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not, I refuse to answer this question. Yeah, okay, this is one from PR <laughs> The Disaster on Tumblr. Hey, American host, do you have any tips on surviving while having a far-right motherfucker as a president? It's an election year over here. The pers- I don't know where you're from, I'm sorry. Uh, but the perspective, uh, think- oh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. The yeah. perspectives for the results are horrid, and the fact that I have to be asking this is proof that it's a hell world we're in. Um, tips on surviving. I mean, I think it really depends on how old you are. Yeah, uh, because because if you're not of the age to leave yet, then you just kind of got to be like, well, this sucks for right now. Yeah, but I need to distract myself as much as possible with other things, and then one day I'll get out of here. We pretty much just do a podcast and, like, when I hang out with friends, we yell about it for a couple hours and then decide to move on. Um, mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's, we really shouldn't be recommending that anyone do a podcast. No. It's a mistake. <laughs> it's a right. mistake. It's a lot of work. Don't do that. But uh, I don't know. It just sucks sometimes. I'm sorry. It, it's media escapism. I hate yeah, to say it, but it's like, true. Lose, lose yourself in a good TV show or something. Video games. Yeah, video, video James. James. Nice. All right, yeah, this is a nice. question from Wonderbar. Uh, <laughs> how many uh, Rust Belt slash Southern states hit hard by the opioid crisis do you think will follow British Columbia's example of suing the shit out of Purdue and other opioid manufacturers at the state level? Or will the governor slash attorneys general, especially of the rider states, be too chicken shit slash paid off to take any sort of action? And it'll be left up to individual municipalities instead, like with the Cleveland, Ohio-based Metro Health lawsuit. So that might be a little bit hard to follow if you're just listening to this for the first time. But basically what happened is Purdue um, is this, uh, you know, manufacturer of medicine, including opioids, and they were sued. I thought uh, they made the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> I, they might do that too. But they were sued by both British Columbia, um, you know, it's a place up in Canada, if you were wondering. And then also, <laughs> did you? Do we have to tell people what British Columbia it's a, is? It's a They'll think it's in Britain or Columbia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's kind of confusing. Uh, or Metro Health, uh, which is like a um, hospital system that's uh, based in the Midwest, and both of them sued Purdue. Basically, I think what they're suing is that Purdue, like, basically, really heavily downplayed the addictive qualities of opioids. And, like, sold them hard to doctors in hospitals um, and was just, like, overall misleading about the effects. Um, 
so I, I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Um, I don't on. think they will sue. Yeah, the, Matt of the show is saying no. that uh, a state also sued Ox- the maker of OxyContin or something um, 11 years ago. Yeah, Jesus. So basically, it's an opioid epidemic. The question is, is it going to be up to the state to take care of it? Or is it going to be up to like healthcare providers? And I really don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time seeing the government caring enough for the most yeah, part. Me, yeah, no, me neither. I just don't think they really, because they don't care about the people who have been affected by no. this. I don't think they'll care enough about suing. It's very cool that British Columbia is doing this, but I don't. I can't imagine what it would take for this to like actually be like a. There's so much else going on in the world that honestly, a lot of places aren't even thinking about it that much. I think yeah. Metro Health actually did this because like they were getting a lot of shit, so they're like, "Oh, we can pass the buck on uh, an opioid manufacturer." Basically, like I think that's what it takes is people getting mad enough that eventually someone does something about it. Which I mean, that's how everything, that's how all change in the world works. But yeah, it's 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 really like I'm not well educated enough on the topic to really get into like the opioid crisis but i do have to like wonder aloud um like how much of the responsibility is on the manufacturers of opioids and how much is on like the professionals who are prescribing them it's really both it's yeah it's the whole system is fucked because it's all based in capitalism honestly Mm -hmm. like that's the simplest explanation is that People are making money off of this, so right. they're all going to yeah. keep doing it. And it's a, it's, I mean, it's I tried kind of to... a twofold crisis, though, because it, on the one hand, it's like very easy for people who shouldn't be getting uh, these uh, drugs are getting them, and it's like ruining their lives. But on the other hand, people that need them a lot of in a lot of cases can no longer get them. It's true because of the uh, because of the backlash from this sort of public health crisis. Yeah. Yeah, it's I. I mean, I'm I struggle really to understand the opioid crisis because, I mean, I guess because we don't have that, um, you know, paying for healthcare right. thing. It's really hard to get painkillers here, uh-huh. which makes sense. Like, I, makes sense, but even me, like. I said, oh, I, I'm in, I'm in pain like every single day, mm, and then yeah. my doctor's just like, you can take over the counter stuff. You're I see fine. What you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's and it's like I. Yeah, sorry. That's part of what led to this. I know. I was listening to Sawbones yeah. um, episode about this, and they talked about there were a lot of people that um, realized they could that started suing basically like doctors and hospitals for not appropriately treating their pain by not being mm-hmm. willing to mm-hmm. actually help them and just. I mean, you know, this especially happens to women and especially happens to uh, people of color because they're, you're right, they're they're not believed about how much pain they're in. They're like, oh, you're just being um, weak or being a wuss about it or whatever. So it's a really tough I'm thing. I'm both, to... so yeah. no one likes me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is like, there's a fine line to it. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of me is like, I don't want to be on opioids every single day. Right. But there are people who do need it. Yes. And... It really, I do think my with my experience with doctors, they're the type of people who, there are obviously doctors who help, but there are doctors who, when you tell them you're in pain, they just go, okay, get out of here. Because they don't want to deal with it yep. if they don't know how to fix it. Yep. So it's very easy to write a prescription and say, 
uh, here you go, this will help. And it doesn't do anything because you're not actually, you're fixing the symptoms and not the problem. Yeah. So I do think it's, it's a bit on everyone. I understand why these doctors have done this, but I don't think it's acceptable in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and they have a lot of incentive to do that because for the same like reasons of money, honestly, like wanting to fit in as many patients a day as they can. And mm-hmm. also just straight kickbacks up. from yep, kickbacks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what can you do? All right. Anonymous uh, asks, once the planet is nearly cooked and we finally ended capitalism, how do you feel about sending all the oil tycoons to a small glass bubble on the dark side of the moon as punishment for their crimes against humanity? Sounds cool to me. Um, yeah, it sounds... sounds like a lot of money, though. Oh, we could true. just make a guillotine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also, there's no such thing as the dark side of the moon. Uh, th- what about the Pink Floyd album? What about it? Yeah, it fucking slaps. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a fake fan. I, I don't think I've ever actually listened to Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. Like that was gonna album. be my light bringer. Oh man! Oh, oh we still gotta yeah. do those, huh? Let's uh, <laughs> let's knock this last uh, question out. So, uh, uh, Tumblr user uh, Bialystock and Bloom, um asks, since Elon Musk was on an episode of The Simpsons, when will Jeff Bezos make an appearance, and what will the episode be like? So I feel like the episode featuring Jeff Bezos is definitely going to be like, it's going to be like Homer working in an Amazon factory, but it's- Oh my god, and he's like worked to death. Yeah, he's like, either he's worked to death, or it's like the opposite, and it's like pro-Amazon like propaganda, and it's like- too good of a workplace and he's like and he like doesn't fit in with like the company culture yeah if they were gonna have jeff bezos be on the episode that would make sense yeah yeah um, I, if, yeah. if they go the like he's overworked to death route it would be like a parody <laughs> of jeff bezos it would be like like left mezos you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm curious about this elon musk episode though yeah like this on. is kind of a family like, guy funny moments I don't. I, I can't. I, I can't not this, watch but, it. Yeah. Are we all desperately googling this? <laughs> I, I am desperately googling it right now. Um, let's see. So let's see here. Um, the Musk who fell to Earth. It's the name of the episode. Homer and his new friend, an inventor named Elon Musk, um, revolutionize Springfield's nuclear plant. Mister Burns wants to get rid of Musk after the inventor goes too far. Hey, um, he literally. He doesn't fucking look of- like this. He looks like um, Jason Isaacs. Okay. Can you see it? A little bit. Mr. Burns in this episode attempts to assassinate Elon Musk. Welcome to the resistance, wow. Mr. Burns. <laughs> um, this episode was written by Neil Campbell, a freelance writer. It guest stars Elon Musk as himself. Executive producer Elon... Uh, 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 producer Elon Musk. <laughs> Executive producer Al Jean stated they tried to make the episode not a kiss-ass guest star turn, and the episode contains many jabs at Musk's perceived egotism. Okay, Musk, sure. Musk was a fan of the series, having watched the show since attending university. He guest starred on the show because he and executive producer James L. Brooks had a meeting, after which Brooks was convinced he wanted a fictional version of Musk on the show. Oh. It's not a fictional version of it, it's just him. It's just um, him. Oh, no. It got, a C, it got a C from the AV Club, who are famously <laughs> oh, okay. easy to please, so. This was in yeah, January my favorite joke is. by the way. My favorite joke is when they cut away to Grimes and cockroaches crawl out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. God. Oh my God. 
You know that their, their take on Grimes would be, like, way off the mark and also, like, mildly misogynistic. <laughs> it's oh, extremely... Lisa would love her. Lisa, like, is the biggest fan. It's like that Gaga episode. Oh, my God. All right, so uh, we want to do Lightbringers? Has anyone done Mits- uh, Mitski? No! Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> I listened to that album. It was very good. It's very good. It's really good. I like it a lot. I don't... I don't think there's um, a song on the album that I dislike. Yeah, uh, I think it is all slapping, all slapping, all banging, all bops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a few tracks that I didn't, I don't remember as clearly, but I liked all yeah, of them. There's a, yeah, there's a couple of songs I don't love, but then the majority of it, I'm like, this speaks to me. I love yeah. it. What's your favorite? I think she's. Uh, a pearl. I, that's what I was gonna say. I really liked that. It's one. really good. I, I thought the the lyrics in that one were like spectacular. Yeah, honestly, I still so, like Geyser me, a lot. Like, no, a lot nobody goes yeah, off. Me t- oh yeah, no, Geyser is my favorite. I think Geyser is the one I'm like. This is this is. It's me. a great opener. It's a great opener, and uh, me and my husband has been stuck in my head for about like a week. Yeah, hmm. oh, I just want to listen to this. It's, listen it's to such this. A good album. All right. Ow! <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, so mine, I don't even care if someone else did this. Mine is Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Uh, I have actually Ooh, haven't listened to a Just listen to that one, too. Yeah, I haven't listened to a whole lot of Be the Cowboy just because it's been pretty much um, Sweetener on repeat. Uh-huh. Uh, Which, what, what are your top tracks from Sweetener? Gotta be successful. I love how, like, wonky and, like, how like video game music it sounds. It's so good. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't remember which one that is. I've only listened to the album once. Um, it's the one that sounds like the Rosetti music. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was gonna pick Sweetener, but I think we spent two whole episodes talking about Sweetener. Oh, really? On City Girls? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there. My, um, my, my friend <laughs> was telling me about the album before I got a chance to listen to it. She's a big Ariana Grande fan, mm-hmm. uh, and she mentioned to like she was like, "Oh, the uh, it's really good. Uh, the track with um, Nicki Minaj is not good, and it sounds like carnival music." And like when I what's wrong with carnival music? <laughs> it sounds like, the, if you listen to it, the cadence of it is like literally like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like I thought you meant like um like Brazilian. Like no, 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 not carnival. Like not carnival. Carnival. <laughs> um, we just say carnival. Don't be fancy. Uh, carnival. Um. All right. <laughs> next light bringer. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. I I accidentally just like wiped um wiped my mind of my light bringer. Give me like two seconds. Um. Oh. Uh. I don't remember if I talked about this already is my library because i've been playing this for a while but i just finished god of war for the ps4 oh yeah and like i gotta say that is a good fucking video game it's a very Um, good game like it's it's the the things that i liked about it um on top of like just being like a good game that's like really really fun to play um with a really satisfying level of challenge um was the fact that like even though this is like taking place in like it uses like the norse mythology and like it you know there's this huge enormous like you know mythology to draw from they still keep the conflict of the story mostly to like a smaller family drama they don't use odin or thor at all in the story which is an enormous amount of restraint um they're referenced a lot but you you can tell they're gonna show up later Right, they make like a sequel or DLC or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But um, uh, Thor's shitty sons show up at one point. <laughs> um, and I remember at the time thinking about like, 
oh, like, this kind of just seems like a weird distraction. But then when I remembered that a big theme of the game was, like, about, like, like, parenting and, like, the heavy suggestion that, like, Thor is, like, a shitty dad to these dudes, I'm like, okay, this kind of makes sense to me. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was, I was surprised with how, like, moving the story was. You, you played it, right, Josh? Yeah, I played it, uh, all the way through, and I loved it. The only uh-huh. bad part is the um, Niflheim. Or... Niflheim fucking sucked, and it's I beat worst. it. I, I beat it Whoa. all the way through, and I hated every second of it. Um, so yeah, God of God of War, PS4. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that we got the sponsor money out of the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you, you for listening. Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thanks, everyone, for listening to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Um, we are on Tumblr at HKIPGTD, on Twitter at the same, Gmail is the same, Patreon is the same. Um, and we want to thank our patrons. If you give $1, um, then you get access to whatever bonus content we produce. So that includes like Lightbringers, uh, post show And the stuff. special role of a, co- of a comrade in the Discord. No, that's not. No, they have to get $5 for that. Uh, uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, just dangling it in front of you. <laughs> but if you get five dollars, then you get a shout out in the podcast, which we'll do shortly, and then also you get a special Discord roll. Um, and then if you get ten dollars, then you get an even more special Discord roll called Conrad. Um, and then you can also listen in on the podcast, which um, no one is. Yeah, doing weirdly it. enough, usually there's like three or four people listening, but today oh we're no, all no by wonder ourselves. I'm performing so well. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you all so much. We all like, I, I, I mean, I think Allie, you're using a mic that came from Patreon money, right? Yeah. As am I, along with the pop screen and also along with headphones. <laughs> so thank you. I'm not, but love you guys. Yeah. I'm going to read off some of the names <laughs> right you. now. Uh, we want to thank Rowanberg, Paige Messer, David Boser, Alex Schaup, Pregnant Seinfeld, uh, Nick Jagged, <laughs> Og Vorbis, Six Arm Sweater, Mogu the Panda, Chaz Thunder Thunder Guns. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pepperoni and Cheese. Well, it's spelled in a very cute way though. Uh Carrie J, M. Chambers, Stephanie Ruff, Kadejo Jones, Delaney Fritz, the tallest Jew, Evan with two exclamation points, Benjamin Kingstone Faria, Lowe, Ellen the Anarcho Lalandiest, Ashinu, Petaz. Harry Tomlinson, Surrey Jack, Michael Weems, Dijonese, PR the Disaster, Brett Houts, Single Payer Sonic Empreg, <laughs> Sc- <laughs> Scout Shiro, Helga K, 500 Bs, Jordan Hagen, Tuffster McGee, Non Binary with Left Beef, or Non Binary <laughs> with Left Beef, Ollie Anders, and Summer Geist. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of people. Um, thank you all thank so you. much. I really love every time for pregnant Seinfeld. Thank you for <laughs> your your patronage, literally, and also for your money patronage. Yeah. Um, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. Semper funny. Uh, Semper and we want to thank the taxpayers uh, for our theme song, Evil Men, off the album Cold Hearted Town. It um, really should be uh, evil people, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shatter, shatter that glass ceiling. We'll get there. Stay I wide. call it herstory. Uh, join our Discord. It's great. I call it Herball. <laughs> and um, I think that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori. Poke- <laughs> Semper funny.
<laughs> Bye. Bye.